seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. I am really excited to be here today. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to me. I just super, super love you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Talia Joy, and this episode is going to be a really good one. Um, For any of you diehards, you can tell in my voice, I have been connected deeply to Source today, as we always are, but I feel a lot of wisdom coming forward and a lot of guidance coming forward, and they have a lot to say today. So I'm really excited for this episode. We're talking all about why you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. So if you're somebody that tends to be really hard on themselves in their mind, expecting that they should have done better, they should be somewhere else by now. Why did I react that way? Why did I do it this way? Why didn't I do it that way? Why aren't I working out more? Why am I, you know, obsessing over this? I should be somewhere else. Any of these types of narratives, just being hard on yourself. If you're your own worst critic, this episode is for you. And I can't wait for you to feel the love that's coming through today. So welcome to anybody that is new to the show. What up? Hello. My name is Talia Joy. I'm a manifestation mentor, an intuitive, a channel, a super freaking cool human, just like you are. (laughs) I'm a mom of three. I live all the way over on the West coast of Canada on a beautiful Island, Vancouver Island. Give me a shout out on Instagram. Let me know if you've ever been to Vancouver Island. Um, and if you haven't found me on Instagram at Talia joy manifestation, come the heck over. I am excited to have you over there. Come find me reels, posts, all the things all the time. I can't wait to to connect with you over there. Um, but yeah, from Canada, West coast, super fun. Love the Island. I've always been deeply drawn to islands, which has to do with past lives and where my soul originated and all those beautiful things. Are you one of those people that can really, you know, dig an Island? Um, I know a lot of people that cannot, I know several friends that are like, I could never live on the Island. What if a catastrophe happens? What if you can't take a boat off? Which is totally true because too strong of winds or storms, the ferries get shut down, the boats get shut down and we're here, but our Island is quite massive. There's a million people on the whole Island, but it's very spread out. So to drive from tip to tip, I think it takes like two days or a day and a half or something like that. Um, it's a, it's a pretty big trek and, um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel comfortable here. I honestly go, if there's a catastrophe that big, I want to be on my Island. I don't want to be in the chaos of Vancouver or a main city. It just, no, I'm good. We have high elevation. We have mountains and stuff. So I'll just trek up to the mountains and should be fine. Anyway, um, enough about that. Um, 
I'm excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you found the show. I'm always curious how you found the show, how you found it and what you love and what you love to hear about with manifestation. So if you do find me over on Instagram, make sure to reach out, let me know how you found the podcast and any episodes I've been asking you guys a lot. You know, I've been doing 200 plus episodes. I have so much to talk about. I love all of this stuff, but I want to hear from you too. What do you want to hear me talk about? Maybe it's revisiting a topic from before. Maybe it's expanding on something something or maybe something new you haven't heard me do an episode on, um, I would love to hear. So come over, hit me up on Instagram, let me know all the things and I can't wait to get to know you better. (laughs) So if you are not new to the show and you've been around the block with me, what up, what up my homie, you know that you are my love. I so appreciate the time, the effort, the energy you put into yourself, the hours you spend listening to this show and really letting it into your, into your hearts, because I know this about any Anybody who is listening, you are open. If someone wasn't into this stuff, they'd listen to like 15 minutes and be done and it would never come up in their algorithm, in their mind, they would be done with the show, but you keep coming back. So good job being that seeker that just can't get enough of the reason why we're here and how to manifest and how to create the life that we know we're meant for, how to develop our intuition, how to connect with spirit and our spirit team, how to really make the most out of this life experience, out of this awakening, out of everything that we are going through right now, right? If you're into all those things, thank you. We need you. I see you as a speck of light on the, on the planet. Every time I'm in a workshop or I'm in a, um, a call or a voice memo with a client, or I'm running a program or I'm live on Instagram or something. Every time I ask where you're from, I hear where you're from. I picture you as a light. Sometimes I don't always know where every state is or every little country is, but I picture you, I picture you in Europe. I picture you in the United States. I picture you in Canada, New Zealand, Australia, all the places that you reach out from. And I picture us as lights all over the world. And what we are doing is we are illuminating. We are healing. We are rising. We are bringing love to the planet by doing the work ourselves, by reaching for the light ourselves, for leaning into a good, inspiring quote (laughs) and sharing it on social media. We contribute to the light in the world. And for that, I honor you. Being a light worker isn't just about having a business. Being a light worker is somebody who likes to see the good in people, likes to have deep conversations, likes to spread light, to help, to be generous, to serve others in all the ways. It's people that are called to be mothers and teachers and friends and yes, maybe healers and Reiki masters and, you know, intuitive beings of all kinds, or maybe you're a therapist, a chiropractor, a massage therapist, whatever you are, being a light worker is about inside and activating your light and doing the work to activate your light and then spilling it out onto other people. You affect people in the grocery store. You say a comment to someone or a compliment and have a conversation in aisles 12. You know, that happens with you, I'm sure. And these are ways that you pass on light. So business or not, you are a light worker. If you're here, if you've listened to more than one episode, you are here to make an impact in the world. And for that, I am truly grateful. So welcome, welcome to this show. We're going to dive right into why you shouldn't be so hard on yourself in just a second. But first, I just want to share a couple things coming up. I have an end of year workshop called Rise Up. It's all about learning from, processing, releasing, 
uh, 20, what are we in 2022 and clearing the way and activating our visions and figuring out, mapping out a blueprint for 2023, things that we can anchor to, to make sure we're moving into the life that we deeply want and deeply are called to, um, called to experience. And there's been so much energy coming forward with 2023 that I'm going to bring that into the workshop. I'm going to have a channeling portion in the beginning where I'm sharing about the energy coming up for 2023 and what we need to do to make the most of it, to manifest, to move into our purpose, to heal, to really expand. So make sure to check out the year end workshop called Rise Up. The link is down below. I also have a couple of deals going on um, or offers for one-on-one work before the end of the year year. I am filling up fast and my rates are going up in the beginning of the year. So if you've been called to one-on-one work, I have some really fun containers that are going on. I would love to connect with you deeper, help you be in your ear, giving you intuitive personal messages every day, holding space for you, learning about you and really helping you to activate to your next level. So if that feels like something your soul is calling you for, then definitely reach out. All the links are below year end workshop, one-on-one work. And of course my month get unblocked chakra clearings once a month. They are so good. You can drop into one. You can come month after month. Make sure to check below for that too. The get unblocked monthly chakra clearings. Those are just so powerful. It's your energetic tune up for the month. So I invite you to join us to that, to whatever month you're listening to this in, see if there's one coming up for you. I can't wait to connect. The last thing I want to mention is the coloring book manifest this shit law of attraction coloring and activity book is out. It's an incredible Christmas gift. You are going to love holding this book in your hand. It is such good quality. It is so well done. If I don't say, if I do say so myself, um, it's a coloring book. It's an activity book to help you to manifest more, to sink into creativity and flow and manifest more of what you want. I've packed this book with journal prompts and manifestation exercises and coloring and room to have notes and lists and gratitude lists and all sorts of beautiful things. You're going to love it. My intention for this book is to give you a way to pass time, a way to bring the book with you while you're waiting or you're in an airport or you're just at home. I also intended this book to be integrated into the people that want to make it as part of their daily practice. So you could wake up at six o'clock in the morning, go Go to your Zen den, light some sage, light a candle, flip through the book, color a page, go through some journal prompts, spend 15, 20, half an hour maybe on yourself and have that book be your daily practice. It is packed with so many exercises. You could flip through it just like cards, see what calls you today, or maybe it's just taking 15 or 20 minutes to color in the morning, to connect with yourself, to tune into creativity. It is such a beautiful book. It is on Amazon. The link for that as well as uh, is below. You're going to love it. I'm so excited. I have a bestie weekend coming up. She's bringing her copy. I'm bringing my copy. We're going to do journal prompts. It's going to be so fun. So I have to share about that. I can't wait for you to get your copy. Makes an incredible Christmas gift. Just saying. Okay, here we go. (sighs) Why you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. This episode is for those of you who are super hard on yourself, that doubt yourself, that shame yourself, and you might not even realize how you're doing it. So the first thing that they want to say, we want to say, um, as we open up this conversation is that when you understand the perspective of source, which is 
that's where we want to go today is you understanding how source sees this and sees you instead of trying to consciously just reprogram and tell you why you need to reprogram. This is a bigger way of seeing it in a, seeing it in a bigger way so that you can make different choices as you have a different awareness, right? There's that whole, as we know better, we do better. And I think sometimes that's true. As we have a higher awareness, we are able to act in a different way because we understand it differently. So they see all of our human existence as this blueprint, as these swirls of energies, as it looks very much like space, right? There's systems, there's cycles, there's rhythms, there's different aspects going on. There's black holes and swirling galaxies of energy. (laughs) And you exist in that. You exist in this human experience. You exist in many others, past lives that you've had, other dimensions you've existed in. And you are such an important part and also just a speck in all of creation. So I made a post on Instagram the other day that was about um, creating a patchwork quilt. And these, these, these patches in the quilt are all different. And as they get started, as they start to be sewn together, one looks over at the other one and goes, what? They have way more stripes than me. I only have a couple stripes on my patch. And another one's like, what? That that one has paisleys. I'm just a, a plain blue patch. What the hell? Why don't I have paisleys? And another one is like, oh my goodness, I am so busy. I've got colors here and colors there and patches and polka dots. And this makes no sense. Why am I made this way? I'm gross. Ugh. Why am I so busy? Why can't I be simple like that patch? And they all start stressing out, looking at the one two patches over going, oh my goodness, their reds are so much redder than in mine. Have you guys seen my reds? They're basically faded to pink. And all the patches start feeling insecure, start fighting amongst each other, start comparing to each other. They start feeling superior and inferior to all the other patches, feeling like, well, at least I'm not boring like that one, but why aren't I more colorful like that one? And there's this turmoil going on in the patches. Stay with me. (laughs) All of these different squares of fabric start fighting amongst themselves, feeling insecure, and slowly their life force starts being sucked away. They start shriveling up, the colors fade, and everything basically starts going to shit. You, as the creator of this quilt, know that there's a bigger pattern going on. And intentionally, there are ones of polka dots, there are ones of paisleys, there are ones of solid colors, and you know it's part of the much bigger vision and much bigger plan. You know that as a whole, each square is intentional, is perfect, and is exactly what is needed for the bigger picture. Those solid colors, they ground the busy patterns, the checkers bring contrast to the polka dots and the flowers. Each square was carefully planned and sewn into place with a bigger vision. And in the bigger vision, you are meant to be you. The way that you were made is the perfect blueprint for what you came here to do. The way that you are made, the way that you act or your passions, your talents, your sense of humor, your creativity, yes, your body shape, your ethnicity, everything that is you 
is on purpose. And in fact, the creator source universe, whatever you see it as, I believe made us this way on purpose. And when each of us show up confident in our full self, when each of us show up free and healed and whole, which by the way, I don't know if we are ever completely healed, but I'm just saying when all of us, if we all showed up in the fullest expression of who we are, we would see that every single one of us was made with gifts and talents to support each other. This is why in a small community, someone is the doctor, someone, you know, grows the chickens that creates the eggs, somebody does potatoes in their farm, somebody's doing the lettuce, there's a dentist, there's a healer, there's a medicine woman, there's a teacher, all of these different people in the community sort of pick a role and they all feed back into the community. And you've been given a role and that role is to be you. So if you're naturally creative, create. If you're naturally musical, be musical, create music, sing music. If you're naturally relaxed and chill and easygoing, be relaxed and chill and easygoing. If you're naturally a great planner, dig in and plan things. A community gatherer, a visionary, a seeker, a truth seeker, a way shower, a highly sensitive being. You are made the way you are made on purpose. So coming back to this point of not being so hard on yourself is trying to lean in trust, into trust and faith that you were made the way that you are on purpose and you're meant to be you. So not being so hard on yourself when you feel like you're not being who you could be, or you feel like that, you know, you should be doing something different or why did I do this? Or why don't I fit in? Why am I the, you know, free-spirited artist in a room of lawyers? Or why am I the free-spirited lawyers in a room of uptight lawyers? <laughs> Whatever you have chosen to be. If you don't fit in, if you don't belong, whether you're, it's a career, it's, you know, the country you live in, the mom you are, the friend you are, the person you are, the individual soul you are, realizing that you're not meant to fit in. Being different is the whole point. Being different is the whole point. Creator would never create 7 billion people that are the same. That would be not a balanced world. Every blade of grass is different. Every grain of sand is different. You are meant to be who you are. So don't be so hard on yourself and instead trust and ask yourself, how can I be more fully me? How can I be more fully authentic with who I truly am? The other aspect of not being hard on yourself that they really want to bring forward is seeing that as a seeker, you chose a life that has been filled with big ups and downs. You've had traumas, you've had things that have happened, big things that have happened. A lot of times there's abandonment or people that didn't know how to handle you or potentially abuse and heavy, you know, mental, uh, mental health issues, feeling anxious, feeling overwhelmed, depressed, up and down, right? Whatever it is that you have lived through, 
whatever your flavors are of that. For mine, it was having a tumultuous relationship in the beginning of my life with my mom. I had an eating disorder, addiction issues, and under all of that was this crippling sense of hating myself, of not loving myself. That's been, you know, parts of my journey, also throwing in really um, aggressive slash dangerous bullying in there where the police were involved in all this. Those were my flavors of trauma, and those are just obviously some of the ones that I'm sharing on the show today, but we have different flavors of the things that have happened to us. So in this journey, being a seeker, we go through this hardship in the beginning so that we get our breaking point or many breaking points that we start to be open and available for something else. And we start going, fuck, I've almost got nothing to lose. This is so painful. And maybe you start praying or maybe you start opening up to spirit guides or looking deeper into why you struggle with the things you do. Maybe it's manifestation. You're looking at your energy or healing, like inner child work. You're looking, you're becoming more aware of who you are, reading these books, all this stuff. We become we get sent to the darkness so that we can find our light and be open and available to more, to more magic, to more of what it takes to heal, to more of who we are. So the thing that they're really showing me is like you are on an up trajectory, but in any given moment, when you zoom way in, the awakening journey is messy. It's up, it's down, it's emotional it's snotty. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Sometimes we want to cry all day. Sometimes we're triggered and then we have to become aware of our triggers. And it's a lot of deep work. It's journaling, it's meditating, it's maybe getting mentored or getting help in some way. It's exploring, it's ripping down old paradigms, old ways of believing, reconstructing new beliefs, learning how to love yourself, bringing in compassion, maybe shadow work, whatever you have done, the work is not easy. So this ties back into not being so hard on yourself because it is not easy. Number one, to be human. I believe that the celestial beings, all of the angels and guides, all of our loved ones that have passed on, they see now how hard it really is to be human. The earth experience is one that not everybody will experience. Not all souls choose to come to earth because it is so dense and so heavy, but it advances your soul so much. So it's kind of like the most insane ride where you experience all the lows and all the highs and all the temptation and the good and the evil and the up and the down and the ego and the abandonment and all these like giant things. We love hard. We hurt hard. You know, we have self-sabotage. Like it is such a dense experience for a soul to go through, but it's like the boot camp of a lifetime. It's like the school that you put what should be a five-year program into one and a half years and it's freaking insane intense, but you grow a lot. That is what this earth experience is like. So we come in knowing it's going to be difficult because that's where the light comes in. The crack is where the light comes in. So as you go through this journey, healing is hard. I mean, I hate to say hard because that's a story as far as I don't want to say something has to be hard or has to be, is going to be easy because it's all individual and it's perception, but let's be real healing through traumas, up leveling yourself, 
diving into self-love, seeing the ways you love and don't love yourself, seeing the ways you abandon yourself, being triggered, starting to make new decisions, rearranging the subconscious, cracking open your intuition, trust, faith, bravery, like none of these things are easy. So in any given moment, when you zoom in on your life, there's times that you're like right now, as you zoom in on your life, you're being asked to be incredibly brave. You're being asked to show up strong. You're also being asked to deep heal. You're being asked to learn how to surrender and go with the flow, but you're also learning how to show up for yourself, how to create solid self-love, how to connect to your spirit team. What is your purpose? Where is this life going for you? What do you want to create? You're being asked to let go. You're being asked to surrender. Like it is a lot. So have compassion for yourself in this journey. See it higher. Pretend you're a spirit guide looking down on earth and one of your friends or someone you know is struggling and they're going, this is hard. I'm not even doing a good job. So this is the part they want to get to is when we are struggling, part of the human condition is that we make it about us And we don't even realize we're doing it because it's the ego automatically reacting. So when you're having a hard time, when you feel like you're not moving ahead fast enough, when you're moving through dense stuff, you have the potential as we do to get very hard on ourselves and think we should be somewhere else. I asked myself for so many years and it still comes in sometimes where I'm like, where am I pretending that I should be somewhere else? Where am I pretending that I should be farther ahead than I am? You can't rush your healing. You can focus, you can go deep, you can bust through, but you can't rush your healing. Your healing is going to happen. And it's going to be painful at times, joyous at times, and incrementally more and more peace, more and more joy, more and more manifestations come into your life. But when you zoom in on any given day, you can be triggered by your body, by your mother, by society, by politics, question where you are, you look at your bank account, you're thrown off, you get on the scale, you don't get the promotion or the guy doesn't ask you out on a second date or you're having issues with a friend. All of these things are happening all the time. And the thing that the human does is we pretend that it's all our fault and that maybe if I was more this, I wouldn't be this, or I feel bad about my body, which means I should have been working out more. And why don't I work out more? And it's this heavy burden. And I say this because I am that I am human. I do experience this. And I receive that guidance from source saying, don't be so hard on yourself, grow through what you go through. And you're doing that. You're growing through what you go through and growing That's the place where we think growing is effortlessly floating from one cloud to the next. And we just get more and more and more money and more and more opportunities in this steady influx. And when you zoom out, that is actually how it works. But when you zoom in, it's easy to go, well, right now I'm financially strapped or right now I should have done more of that. Or right now I can't believe I was an idiot and said this. So This aspect of not being so hard on yourself is trying to understand that this is a very dense journey, being sensitive, working through ancestral stuff, healing, rising, what it takes for someone to step into their power is a lot of bravery and a lot of deconstructing what you once were, a lot of falling away, a lot of breaking up. 
a lot of releasing, which is hard and it's painful. And sometimes it means people leaving your lives or jobs leaving or something happening that is, seems like a big roadblock. And that's because you're being detoured in the right direction. You're being called to rise. You're being called to believe that you will be enough. Well, you already are enough, but you will be okay no matter what happens to you. Sometimes that is the assignment we're learning as we go through this awakening where everything is fucking crazy. And to go back to the goo phase, we're not what we were before, but we're not where we're going. So we're in the middle of goo. We're in uncertainty. That's where doubt creeps in. That's where old tapes and stories creep in. That's when our temptations come up. It's not easy. So have some compassion for yourself. Have some compassion for yourself. And I almost look at it slightly like if you have a teenager or you remember being a teenager and, you know, you might kind of maybe the teenager comes home and they're like, oh my God, I don't have the Adidas jacket that everybody else has. And like, I'm being made fun of and oh my goodness, I don't belong. And why don't I have that? And why well, I wish I just didn't have zits or something. And from the higher perspective, you kind of go like, you are incredible and you're doing so well. You're going to do so well in this life. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's okay. But zoomed in, in that moment, that's all they care about is what somebody else thinks of them and their status and if they have an Adidas jacket or not, right? But you with the higher perspective go like, oh, sweetie, I can't even believe high school's only four, depending on where you are, four or five years of your life or maybe less if there's middle school. And it took up so much space in our mind and in our life and even in our history, like high school days, it was only a few years of our life. So from that perspective, you're like, these are hard years, the pressure, the hormones. You might say to a teenager in your life, these are hard years. And in fact, I wouldn't go back for anything. I have compassion for you. I understand. You don't hop in the arena and go, yeah, you're right. You are an idiot. You don't belong. She should make fun of you. Of course not, right? So just look at it like you're a hormonal teenager going, no, I'm just kidding, but you are going through it. You're in the thick of it. Don't be so hard on yourself and know that there's always a breakdown before a breakthrough. There's always a dip before a surge. There's always the quiet contemplation before the the explosive energy. For me, when I create programs, there's the introspective creative channeling part. And then I put the program out into the world and I'm creating workbooks and I'm talking about it. Then there's the reflective inside of what I'm here to teach next. And then there's the external and same with me as I'm healing. There's the internal shifts that happen and then the external ripples, ripples out. Every time I choose myself deeper and deeper, like uh, positive repercussions, like manifestations come through and I look back and I go, oh, it was because I started choosing myself more. I gave myself that rest day and two days later, a new client came in or an opportunity or whatever. I see it all the time. In fact, I get clients all the time celebrating big wins with me. And you know, if you're a client, I always say, what did you do to allow this in? And depending on what it is, I'm like, what have you been doing differently for the last month to two months? And they're like, well, I started meditating more, but really I just started feeling better. I started stepping into my power. I started just believing in myself. I'm like, yeah, but that's not just an up, up, up thing. You don't get to just believe in yourself. You don't get to that place with no working through, you know, like I don't believe in no pain, no gain. I think that's a shitty thing, but no, 
no effort is no results. So sometimes that effort can feel painful, whether you're investing in yourself or you're just going there, you're looking deeper, you're with yourself in the stillness, you're reflecting, you're seeing who you're truly being. Sometimes that's hard, but you are being rewarded and you are on a massive trajectory up. So the next thing I just wanted to say that fits in with this perfectly is when I look at my podcast stats, I don't know if I've shared this on the show, but if I look from the time we started the show in 2020, it's like a, I don't know, seven or nine or 1100 or something percent increase. And if I zoom back and I go and I'm looking at my stats page from the very beginning until now, there's this solid, very steady way up line, right? Because you start with no episodes and no audience and you move up into, we're now just about to celebrate a hundred thousand downloads. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm so grateful for that. So there's just massive up. But when you zoom in and you look at month by month, some months were a bit up, some months were a little bit down from that other month, and then a little bit up and then a little bit down. If you zoom in on the weeks, some days of the week tanked. I had a couple hundred listens, and then two days later, I had a thousand listens or whatever. It goes up and down and up and down. When I logged in this morning, it said drop 9% from last week or whatever. And that's how this goes, except when I look back, even on the last year, it's a massive up. The last two years, even bigger up. So look at yourself over the last five years the last 10 years, how much more you've learned about yourself, places you moved into, things you've healed, patterns you've changed, things that have changed in your life. If you go from starting point was five or six or whatever years ago until now, there's a massive arrow up in a lot of areas of your life. But when you zoom in on the days, on the weeks, shit is hard. You've gone through transitions in relationships or families or jobs. You've had to lean on faith. You've been through COVID. You've had to really go to the depths of yourself over these last few years. But when you zoom out, you go, holy shit, I've been moving forward the whole time. And if you really want a good comparison, look at you as a teenager compared to now, (laughs) your mental state, what you cared about, how much you loved yourself. That is a very strong arrow up. I'm sure if your teenage life was anything like mine, um, So remembering another reason to not be hard on yourself is in the moment where you're about to be hard on yourself, you are in the nitty gritty of it. So instead of being hard on yourself, what I recommend you do is put your hand on your heart and say, even though I drop the ball, I feel like I should be farther ahead, even though I'm frustrated with finances and I want to make more money, even though it's not going as I thought I wanted it to go. I still love and accept myself. I still love and accept myself, even though I'm not where I wanted to be by 30, by 40, by 50, by whatever you say. I love and accept myself. That is the most powerful tool you can do when you go to be hard on yourself. As much as you can, switch that around into loving and accepting yourself. Accepting doesn't mean settling. It means I embrace who I am right now. And that's the opposite of being hard on ourselves. So the other reason that they wanted to bring up about not being hard on yourself, the other thing about that is that anytime we act in, I'll just say darkness, maybe we are jealous or we make a snotty remark or we mess up, we screw up, we do something that we feel shame about, we get into addiction or we're being sneaky or whatever it is. 
any time you do something that you could feel shame, guilt, um, worry about, that thing you did was coming from a wound. So I want to really have you see this because they show me this all the time. And this has been such a big part of healing my relationship with myself, my relationship with my mom, my relationship with everything in my life, really, truly is really seeing and starting to have more and more compassion for any time you made a choice that you weren't proud of, or you look back and go, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or my intuition was saying no, but I did it anyway. It was coming out of a wound or coming out of fear or something. So when I look back at my drug days, my eating disorder days, some of the things that were done or things that happened, I feel shame about, or I did feel shame about. But when I can look back and go, that me was acting out of hurt. I was so uncomfortable in who I was. I was doing anything I physically could to desperately change myself, to change my body, the drugs and alcohol. It was like, I could not be in my mind. I was so hard on myself that I had to numb myself just to get through the day. I couldn't even bear my own self-criticism and all the shoulds and how heavy my head was. So I leaned on drugs and alcohol to numb myself, anything to numb myself, because being me was just too intense. It was too hard. This is inner child work. This is shadow work. But I can look at her now and have so much compassion, just like you're looking at someone who's a friend who got lost in drugs and you know that when they were young, they were abused or neglected. They had a hard life. You don't just look at them and go, oh, you're really screwing up. You go, oh man, the things that have happened to you, like if only you could see how beautiful you are, how worthy you are, you know, like you're funny and a good, a beautiful heart and all these things that you could see in somebody else that they just can't see, but you would have that perspective. You're acting out of wound. You're acting out of a place of non-self-worthiness. You don't know yet what you're worthy of or whatever. So anytime you do something where you react a certain way, you say something that you go, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Have compassion on yourself. So sometimes, yes, we have to go clean it up and go, I'm so sorry I said that and own it. But in the meantime, we put our hand on our heart and we go, even though I just said something that was totally rude, it's not in my highest self. I love and accept myself. I know I was coming from wound. I was coming from ego. I send love to myself because I have compassion that when that ego is there, it's because of a wound, because of darkness, because of limiting beliefs, because of subconscious junk that I've picked up. doesn't excuse it, but it gives you compassion. If it was someone who was in drugs or was addicted to meth or something, you don't excuse the behavior, but you give compassion to them that their life has led them there. So when you can do that on yourself, when I can look back at that me in the eating disorder and I actually look back at pictures and I just now I go, oh, I'm sending you so much love. You are so hurting. So take that into your life now. And go every time I feel not good enough, every time I look at my bank account or I say something, I do something I'm not proud of, that's coming from a wound. I don't feel good enough. I feel out of control. I feel unseen. I feel unheard. This is where the work comes in. Why am I reacting that way? Okay, I was never heard or seen in my family. My parents didn't know how to handle me. Now I feel neglected and I feel like nobody gets me and I put up walls. Okay. And I love the fact that I do that. I don't love it like I want to keep it there. I send love to the part of me that has to act that way. 
I send love to the part of me that acts out of woundedness, out of not feeling good enough. I send love to her. And then we look and go, what choices do I want to make or how do I want to act here? And really that's it, is being loving compassion with yourself. And that whole other reason is that anytime you've done something you carry shame around, it came from a wound. And when you can stop shaming yourself and calling yourself disgusting or it's shameful or you're embarrassed or whatever, and just know that you were coming from a place of woundedness and that was your coping strategy. Again, it doesn't excuse it, but you send love to you instead of turning against you. So say in my eating disorder, I was already hurting. What I don't need is me now going, why did you do that for 20 years? You know how much of your life you wasted? That is fucking despicable. That's shameful. Like, ooh, it hurts me to just think of saying that to myself back then. But even if what you did was yesterday, we have love and compassion for the fact that you acted that way, you said that thing, you dropped the ball, you forgot a thing, you reacted in a certain whatever. Compassion for yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Everyone's screwing up. (laughs) Everyone is doing these things where they say something they didn't mean or they react out of trauma, out of woundedness. We are all wounded. There's no perfect people. Your ability to be aware, I was coming from wound and I'm going to love myself anyway, that is the part that starts to heal yourself. And then yes, sometimes we do have to go back and be like, I dropped the ball. I'm so sorry. But not also shaming yourself, not also shitting on yourself because you're learning, you're growing through what you go through. And just like a kid learns that lying feels shitty from lying, they lie and then they either have the internal feeling of yuck or they get busted enough times that they're like, oh, that's not worth it. They experiment by doing it. You know, I smoked cigarettes like once, really young. Okay, I slightly dabbled in grade nine trying to be cool, but I was really young and I, I don't know, grade six or seven, really young. And I took a puff of a cigarette and it was the most disgusting thing ever. And then I didn't touch it again until like grade nine when I tried it again. And then again, went, this is disgusting. I can't do it just because I just wasn't in my path. Um, But I had to know if it was for me or not. So we need to react sometimes to go, oh, I want to do better. But maybe the part that's missing, if you do something over and over that you get hard on yourself about. So for me, sometimes I get down on myself when I'm not working out as much as I want to. And I go, but I know it's in my highest expression, but I know my body thrives when I'm doing yoga, when I'm stretching, strength building. I know I want to. Why do I keep not doing it? Why do I keep not doing it? The missing ingredient in that conversation was the compassion for myself. And now what I would do is go, okay, Talia, you acknowledge that you really want to work out more and you also acknowledge you're not doing it as much as you want. And I have compassion for the fact that you are learning how to put yourself first and slow and steady, we will get there. So what is the most loving thing we can do for ourselves right now? Could we do a quick stretch right now to bring compassion to what I'm going through? I'm learning how to love myself. I'm learning how to speak up. I'm learning how to put myself first. I'm learning how to prioritize my needs. So I'm going to be patient with myself in the process. I acknowledge I want to work out more. I see myself sabotaging and I love myself. 
because that sabotage comes from a place of unworthiness and I'm learning, I'm repairing, I'm growing. And I know that I will work out more as time goes on and I will do for myself what is healthy for me as I move forward in this healing journey. But for right now, I'm going to have compassion for myself. And for right now, maybe I'll just stretch a little bit, just connect with my body and know that that's enough. So does that make sense? So please do not be so hard on yourself. Do not take the weight of the world and everything you think you should be doing or should not be doing onto your shoulders. There's a bigger picture going on here. And sometimes the things you struggle with on repeat lead you to a breaking point where you go fine and you're broken down for that crack to come in. You, you're desperate. You want to try something new or you're really driven to go, I'm sick of this. I'm moving on. I'm driven. And that oomph, that energy like uh, propels you in a new positive direction. So sometimes even the looping patterns that are so frustrating are there to teach us something. They're there. There are breakthrough waiting to happen is what they are. So don't be so hard on yourself just thinking that it should just be an up and up and up and up and up journey. Have compassion for the fact that you're awakening and it's messy and you're healing. You know how many people never get to healing? inner child work, like shadow work, deep spiritual work. You know, a lot of people never do that because it's hard. So have your compassion, have compassion for yourself as you process your grief, your abandonment, your unworthiness, the things you've done, the things you haven't done, the letdowns, like have some space for how intense that is. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Know you are doing a good job and also know that sometimes we're acting at a wound and that teaches us too. So we can have compassion for the part of us that acts out of that wound, like a loving child limping along because they scraped their knee or not a loving child, or maybe they're loving, but a, a young child. We wouldn't be like, why the hell are you limping? You can't run as fast as your sister. I scraped my knee. Oh, you're moving slower and you're limping because of a wound. Oh, sweetie. It's okay. Here, let's bandage it up. Let's clean it up and just know you'll be back on your feet in no time. You will be back on your feet in no time. This is a messy journey. Breathe in, breathe out, and also know that shaming yourself, being hard on yourself, it sometimes feels like that's the way in which you're going to get better, but nobody ever hated themselves into change. Nobody ever was so hard on themselves that they authentically changed in a way that felt good or was long lasting. That change comes through love and understanding of yourself and having that deep desire to love yourself and show up in the most loving way you can for yourself. That's what heals. That's what moves us forward. So in that, in the equation, they never say, that anyone should be hard on themselves for anything because they honestly say, if you could just trust in the bigger picture and know how important you are in this role and know that you will always look back and go, holy crap, life was working for me. This made no sense at one time. This was painful. This was confusing, but now I see why I had to go through that or that led me to this and this led me to that and that led me to my purpose and this led me to whatever, right? You look back now, there are things that you don't struggle with that you used to struggle with. Maybe relationships you never thought you could leave or situations that you never thought you could get out of or would get out of. And look at you now. 
It is proof that you are moving through, you are learning, you are growing, and there's no room to be hard on yourself. I mean, you can do whatever you want and that does take reprogramming, but really try to focus on not being hard on yourself. And every time you will just say to yourself, put your hand on your heart and just say, I love and accept myself. Or if that's really challenging, say, I send love to myself. I say that with clients when it's just like, I can't even say I love myself. If they're saying that, feeling that, okay, I send love to myself. Picture that love being sent to you. I send you love, friend, just like it's a friend, because in the end, we need to be our own bestie. We need to be our own rock. We need to love ourselves, not be hard on ourselves. You will look back at the end of this life and you will say, I wish I wasn't so hard on myself. I wish I knew how freaking gorgeous I was and how powerful I was. We're probably going to say that anyway. So we might as well soften that so that we don't have to carry that the rest of our lives and enjoy ourselves now and know that you're an imperfect human, just like me, just like everybody. You're a beautiful mess. You're the perfect mess and medicine. You are all of it. You're the up, you're the down. You're the deep, you're the outgoing. You're the hilarious, you're the quiet. You're the wounded, you're the whole. You're all of it. So let's not just focus on the parts that you don't like, on the parts that you judge and focus on you as a whole and know that, yeah, today I might've been a mess, but I'm also a freaking amazing goddess. I'm also a work in progress. I'm also so much farther ahead than I used to be. I'm beautiful. I'm chaotic. And there's some sort of organization to my madness. I'm unique. And I also don't fit in. And those are both things that can be held. So let me know if this resonates with you. I would love to hear over on Instagram. Please, my love, do not be so hard on yourself. You are perfection. And as you realize that you soften and then things do start to fall into place easier. That being hard on yourself will never move you forward. It will never propel you into success. The focus, the motivation, the inspiration, the determination will come from loving yourself so much. You want to do everything you can to support yourself, to thrive. And you will. And you're learning. And so am I. And I love you so much. I hope you have an exceptional day whenever you are listening to this. And I encourage you to check the show notes for all those beautiful things I spoke about. There's free gifts, links to Instagram and other things. If you take a screenshot that you are listening to the show and post it on Instagram, I will send you a free gift. And as always, writing reviews on Apple Podcasts really, 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 really helps the show. It helps it be shown to more people. It helps to get it out there so that more lights can be illuminated all over the world. Thank you for doing your part. Thank you for being a seeker. I sincerely, genuinely love you. From my heart to yours, mwah. (laughs) Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. It truly means a lot, and I really, really hope that it served you. I invite you to check out the show notes. There's all sorts of action down there, including the Awakening Her Daily Practice, which is a beautiful daily practice to process your emotions and manifest what it is that you want. In the show notes, you'll also find the Awakening Her Manifesting Apparel Store, how to reach me on Instagram and Facebook, as well as some one-to-one opportunities. So make sure to check that out and I'll see you in the next episode.